Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back, hour number two. Now for the Cooch You know, I remembered at the last second, Reese, and then you tried to help me out, and then I just, you know, I messed it all up. You know, I'll get it right the next time. And by the next time, I mean, you know, sometime later on in my life. Uh, good to be with all of you. Thanks for being here. It is to tell Nuanas. We are broadcasting, as always, from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. If you missed anything in the show today, check it out on the podcast. Hour number one, a great hour. Why? Because they're all great. I mean, it's your show, bro. Okay. I just participated. The podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and it is there. Thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. If you would like to call, 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And uh, you can text that line as well, which we did get uh, a couple of texts through here. Get to those here in just a moment, 361-3688. It is time for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Coulter, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Class A through Class C six-man. Starting football Friday. I mean, it's all of a sudden, we've been sitting here going, well, there's no football, there's no football. And you turn around and you go, oh, wait, wait. It's happening this week across the state of Montana. So a bunch of games uh, on the slate. One game that was canceled, but talk to us about it. Well, Butte Central opted out of their first game, and they were supposed to open up at Hamilton. Uh, BC Activities Director Chad Peterson said the decision was based on health and safety of the players. Quote, because of the training restrictions that were in place over the summer months, we have come to the conclusion that our team will not be ready to compete after just two weeks of practice. 
Health and safety of our student-athletes was the main consideration when coming to this decision, and we are hoping that having another week of practice will allow our team the needed additional time to get ready for the 2020 season, unquote. It's important to remember that that's not surprising from Butte Central because of one reason and one reason alone. Butte Central is the single, single smallest school in the Class A classification. Mm-hmm. Butte Central has uh, like small Class C high school numbers in terms of overall enrollment. They just remain playing Class A because of the pride and tradition that has been established at Butte Central Catholic. But they are there are less than 150 students right now. So uh, they've had a, a challenge fielding a football team last several years. It's not as if they're not a really talented team. They were a playoff team a year ago. They had multiple players that, uh, three players, in fact, that that uh, signed with either the Cats or the Grizz, two with Montana and one with Montana State. Yeah. So they have talent, certainly. And, you know, the Catholic schools are always going to attract some high-level athletic talent just because it is private. You're going to have some affluent kids from affluent backgrounds that are going to these places. So Butte Central, Building Central, and and Loyola, Missoula Loyola, the enrollment is is negligible because you're going to have uh, a higher level of athlete than maybe the population caters to. But still not surprised that Butte Central, even up to last year, was considering a co-op with Anaconda and with limited training available this summer that they're just not quite ready to go. So I think that that's definitely an understandable one. I want to talk about what we have going on right now, though. The the thing that's the biggest headache right now for the scheduling and rescheduling of everything that's happening in Montana high school football, particularly when it comes to the AA level, mm-hmm. is the county, the city-county health departments in each of the seven quote-unquote cities. We've seen Yellowstone County already say no fans are going to be allowed at the, the games in buildings in the surrounding areas. We've seen Flathead County say two spectators per athlete for in-county residents, and if it's an in-county game like Flathead versus Glacier, two each for everybody all the way around. Yeah, And then we've seen Lewis and Clark County, where Helena's at, no-go, no no fans. We've seen Butte take the Kalispell method. Silbro County said two fans for each participant. Missoula County and Gallatin County are kind of the last two out there. We'll see what they have to say. I think that their meetings are tomorrow, so we'll keep you updated on that. But the thing that, uh, again... This entire situation that we're going through as a population as a whole is so confusing. The uncertainty is really, really um, unfortunate. But the thing that just gets me is the inconsistencies of the decision-making. I'm all for making decisions to make keep everybody healthy. I'm very unsure and uh, definitely leaning towards very, um, very unsettled by the fact that non-elected officials have the final say when it comes to this stuff. Now, am I saying take decision-making away from the people that work at the health department? No, they're the ones that should and probably do know the best-case scenario for our public health. The thing that drives me crazy, though, is we're going to have kids in all the AA high schools in the state of Montana starting very soon. They're not going to be full-time. They're not going to be going every day. But you're still going to have hundreds of kids roaming the halls of Hellgate High School, Sentinel High School, Missoula Big Sky, and double-A high schools all across the state. That is what it is. But then for the specifically in Missoula, for the county health department to say we can't have then more than 20 players on each side for a football game, there's just no consistency there to me. And that's the thing I think is so maddening. The other part that lacks consistency is, well, if we're just regulating this in the city limits, in the county limits, who's to say you don't just leave the county? And that's what AA schools, I mean, I have sources now that that say the AA schools in Missoula, for example, are exploring leaving the county to go play their games. Go to Hamilton. Go to Florence. 
You know, it only takes 20 minutes to get out of Missoula County from Missoula. So that's that's the part that just again I I, I think that waiver or I think that uh, siding on the um, on the side of public health is good, but we just have to have some modicum of consistency because if a kid is going to school with 500 other kids, why can't he come play football with 20 of that he's probably been close to closer to than anybody else in his little insulated community? Yeah, I mean I think. To me, the 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 inconsistency is is the school part of this. It's not the football part of this. Like for instance, the regulation that's in place is you can't have gatherings of more than fifty people if they can't be socially distant. Well, you can't be socially distanced if you're playing a football game. That is part and parcel to what the game is. Sure. So, but the, professionalism but, <clears throat> would say that these guys have already been around each other a lot more than the average student. Body I, I them, understand. Right? I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is that this isn't a, a decision that was made to govern high school sports. No, I get it. It's it. a decision that's like, I mean, you're not going to concerts. You're not going to. Well, why are you going to school then? But that's that's what I'm trying to say is that the school is the exception, not the football, not the sports sure. side of this right. thing. And. Look, man, I think there's a lot that goes into the school thing. I'm a parent of two kids that are supposed to be starting school this week, right, and are starting school this week. I see the very logistical headache, uh, if not impossibility, of trying to figure out how to keep children separated within this structure and the scope of what is being asked of them to be, the problem that teachers are running up against, and the fact that, believe me, there is no such thing as a if not a right solution, certainly a solution that has anything like everybody happy about it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think this is kind of a, a lose, lose, lose situation from a, from a perception or, you know, everybody sort of getting on board with it. I think you do the best you can and try and help out. The, 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 the issue to me is there's, we, we have, we have kids in this city every city across the country right but that are going that are going to school and they're all coming together and they're coming from completely disparate circumstances there yes. are circumstances where it would be great for a kid to just be at home all week and they would learn probably more than they would learn if they're even going to school yet other kids who if they stay at home it's 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 a a very real danger to their well-being Certainly. you know and they need to be at school and everything in between and I understand, like the extreme case, you got to kind of play to the group here on this. But but there's, I don't know what the silver silver bullet is on this thing to try and get. I don't think there is one. And so, is it certainly asymmetric to think about having going to school with X number of kids, you know, at a at a high school, and then now, but I can only be with. 19 other of my teammates on the sideline of a football game when I was just in class. Now, I do think the classes, they're trying to keep them separated out within the classes and the teachers are the one ones rotating around and so forth. I don't know all the ways that they're going to go about it, but I, I see that asymmetry. I also am not going to sit here and say, you know, throw stones in the glass house because I got no better option. I, I guess we're missing the whole point of if, if we're talking about holistic public health, Let's be frank. Playing a, a high school football game with twenty on the on each side in an eleven on eleven game at the double A level is, I would say, very very baseline, as dangerous as a pandemic as if not 
almost certainly more dangerous. I think it's a really good point. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very, very. I mean, it's point. still small. It's ninety three degrees outside, man. Can you imagine? Like, imagine if you are one of the star players for one of the AA schools, and you're playing in Missoula, and you have to play every snap. That's a health concern. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal. Yeah, you're there, you're you're, and the fact is. There's, there's I mean, a lot of kids it, it, play both ways, but they but sure you don't have to play both ways. When you right? you get at least a little bit of a blow on a punt or something, but if you don't, if you only have, I mean, you're gonna ha- you have to have at least two coaches on the sidelines. So that means you got 18 dudes. So that means you got seven dudes. No, it's two, it's 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 20 players and two coaches. Okay, 20. So pl- okay, still. Yeah, you still have such limited numbers. It's and it's hugely limited, and yes. and that's that's really really dangerous for a variety of reasons. The other thing is that the, it's going to take the most exceptional high school kid to be in as good a shape as he would have been in coming into this year. You need to have resources, dedication, time, a blueprint. There's no one that's training like you'd normally train leading up to this. Maybe in college, and maybe and there probably is a couple standout outliers in that mm-hmm. sample size. But by and large, almost nobody is going to come into this thing in as good a shape as they would have in a normal year. Mm-hmm. So that also then, depth is more important. And I, I don't know, man, I just think it's really, really, really dangerous. But I also just think it's it's silly to... So if you're allowed to leave the county to go play... Well, because of course you are. No one can regulate that. You can go play on a neutral site field if that's what your athletic departments decide to do. As long as the county's not regulating where you're playing, you can do it. But there's no uh, continuity between the people making those decisions, high school administrators, and then class AA at large. So then, how do you get on the same page? I don't. I just. I, I think that the inconsistencies. I don't know how you solve them because. You have the MHSA, you have the respective health departments, then you have the respective athletic departments at each high school, and there's no way to get them all on the same page unless you make an overarching decision for all of it, and that that decision, and then it would be to have it not happen. Other than that, if you're figuring it out yourself, there's going to be a disconnect on how you make it happen efficiently. That's right. There's going to be a disconnect. That's just what it is. Yeah. Stu Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. One last point. The yep. one thing that they got to, that I think that they're going to have to figure out too is that We've had members of the Montana Officials Association as well as the Missoula Officials Association on this show uh, several times throughout the last couple years. And as we know, there's a refereeing shortage. So by the way, this is just a free public service announcement for those guys because I know guys that have been doing that for 30, 40 Mm. years that have just worked their tails off. But they need more young guys to do it, young men and women certainly, to, to get involved in officiating, particularly when it comes to football games. And it's good money. It's a way to stay involved. If you are sports hungry, I think go figure out how to get in touch with the the, the Missoula Officials Association or the Montana Officials Association. And it's a way to make good friends, stay involved in the game, all that. But that said, because it, it is a relatively competitive in terms of the pools of officials in counties, a lot of times you can't overreach where your county border is or where your regional border is. So a lot of times in Missoula, the Missoula official guys, they can go down to Superior. They can go down to the Bitterroot until they get outside the county. But then there's another Bitterroot, mm. uh, like a Ravalli officiating pool. Yeah. Because some people, they need it. And they they need it for extra income. And they don't want to be poaching from each other. But also, the officiating is just going to be better when you're familiar with the leagues. That said, I think that that's another thing that the MHSA and the overall high school body is going to have to work look at is is 
finding a way to maybe not have it so specific because you don't want people poaching, but this is an atypical year. There's going to be a lot of people that maybe, I mean, I, I know a lot of the guys in the Missoula Officials Association, these guys are high risk just because of how their their age. Mm-hmm. And so are they really going to want to be doing it right now? I'm not sure. So I think there's going to need to be some flexibility in that as well. Do tell me one, this 1029 ESPN Radio. It's been our prep extra segment. It's with the Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank here in Montana Bank since 1907. Quick break on the other side, the NBA. What did we see last night? What have we seen today? All of that next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Two in a row. Goldfish. Evidence is the uh, the last one is going. Goldfish knocking down jumpers on our garbage can hoop. Leftover paper. It's 2 telling new one is one two nine ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television. How D? Great to be with you out there in the world. If you uh, are looking for the show or looking for the station and want to listen live because you want to know what's going on right this moment, well, you go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen all the time on the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, we've talked a lot of local stuff. We've talked a lot of college, you know, kind of football stuff that uh, sort of pertains to, uh, you know, what we got going on here. But. It's time to talk about the NBA. My biggest question is, how did they get air into the bubble? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, additional to that, uh, right now the Miami Heat have gone on an 8 nothing run. It was 30-30. It is now 38-30 in favor of the Miami Heat, who are looking to break out the brooms and sweep the Pacers right out of the first round of the playoffs. They're up three games to none, uh, five 46 remaining in the first half. Their Pacers just hit a three, so it's now a five-point game, and now it's a seven-point game again. Uh, okay, so the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, we sat here and went, well, okay, M- Milwaukee loses their first game to Miami, uh, to uh, 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 Orlando, to the Magic. Maybe maybe Orlando's a little better than we thought that they were. Are the Bucks really ready to go? Can they take that step, even though they're a relatively veteran team? Their best player is certainly a young player and a superstar, but they haven't really done it, so to speak, in the postseason. This is supposed to be the year. Are we worried about them? Well, don't be all that worried. 121-106 today. They have now won three straight over Orlando and double-digit dominant victory. I mean, I think they won like 30 in, their, in game three of this series. So they are up three games to one, and uh, and one went away from getting out. Now, Houston, they were close, buddy, to getting a 3-1 series lead and being in the driver's seat, but not close enough. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 117-114 win. That game wrapped up uh, just about, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes ago. And Oklahoma City is now back on even footing in the this is the four five matchup, is it not? No, it's it a six. It's four five. Is it four five? Yep. So Denver, Denver and Utah's is the three, three six. Utah's okay. Six. Uh, but in any case, uh, two two in that first round matchup, and then seven o'clock tonight on TNT Television. 
Portland, L.A. Lakers. I want to talk about this game for just a moment with you, Coulter, because when the Blazers won game one, uh, it it didn't seem flukish. It seemed uh, to expose the Los Angeles Lakers and what they didn't have, notably outside shooting and notably anybody that could compete with the interior of let's put it like this what we thought was going to be a great advantage for the Lakers with Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee and and uh, uh, Dwight Howard turned out to be nullified by the presence of multiple guys Nurkic Whiteside etc then we find out Zach Collins ain't coming back he's done for the season kills him and even though he didn't play in game one which they won his him not being there is a significant loss from a matchup standpoint in this series also I would say that C.J. McCollum has really underperformed to me. I mean, he has to be he, – he was he was good in game one. Damian Lillard, when he shows up and does what he does, he needs to have that guy who can go in and, and, and absolutely just knock down. And the shooting has been atrocious the last two games for the Portland Trailblazers. There, and part of that is, you know, good on L.A. for some defense, but a lot of that is just straight missing open shots, and a lot of that to me is falling at the feet of C.J. McCollum. Also, Nurkic, who was absolutely exemplary in Game 1, has not been that good in Games 2 and 3. So they, they have to have players other than those two guys step up. That said, the question is this. Do you still think that Los Angeles is susceptible because that they have some weaknesses that Portland is able to expose? Or is this thing signed, sealed, and delivered? I think when Portland plays their best, they can beat Los Angeles. If Los Angeles doesn't play their best, I think if Los Angeles plays their best, they can beat anybody. And I think that's where the Blazers are at. We saw playoff LeBron, as the national media likes to call him, the last two games. And when LeBron takes it up to the notch that he can... I mean, it was an absolute, I mean, it was a complete just stomping, you know, last time out. So it was just like, you know, just wrap this thing up and let's head on for your like, first LeBron, When the camera's zooming in on LeBron after he makes a shot and he's running down the court and he's not clapping or smiling, but he's sneering, the Lakers are going to win that game nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. He is. He's the best player in the NBA. If you have the best player in the NBA, you are the decided favorite in every game you play, especially when it's on a neutral court. And oh, by the way, they got another first-team All-NBA player in Anthony Davis as well. When LeBron James and Anthony Davis play their best, there's that you can't be, you really can't beat the Lakers. Not in a seven-game series. Yeah, it, it negates their shooting. It really does. It, it, it no, no, it negates question. their shooting struggles. I should say. I guess the thing is, is that they got. They got two guys that are so very high end, and then the drop off after those two is significant. Now they've gotten some some really good minutes from a number of role players on that team, which has been beneficial. But basically, after let's let's say this: I think Damian Lillard, even though it's completely different, has to be as good as Anthony Davis, if not better, for the Blazers to have a chance. Yeah, but. He's got to hit a bunch of threes, man. That's what it really comes down to because the Blazers, you can hit 15 threes. The Lakers are not going to hit 15 threes, and that's how you beat. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to get you between 50 and 60 points, period. And and here is why. After those three guys, 
LeBron, Dame, and AD. Yeah. The next three best players have to be playing for the Blazers. Exactly. They have to be because they just need to be better in all the other areas than the Lakers. And they they have that. I mean, Nurkic is better than anybody else that LA can roll out there. CJ McCollum certainly should be the fourth best player in this matchup, though he hasn't been in this series, but he has to be. And then and then the fifth best player can be anybody in any individual game, but it just has to be somebody that can step up and be that. And right now, L.A. has had some players who have stepped up and been pretty good, and that is, you know, has floated them out there. What happens tonight? I know what you're going to say. I actually don't. I don't think you do because I don't know. I, I think mm. that, I, here's here's we could talk about the Lakers taking it to a level that that no one else except for maybe the Clippers can match, and I do think that that's true. I also think that when LeBron James decides to slam the door on you, they can. Mm-hmm. They they can make it difficult. I mean, it's funny because this is why numbers sometimes lie, right? CJ McCollum scored 28 points last game, but he did it on 27 shots. It, that, that's that's I mean, What's the shooting percentage? Like 30? Yeah, right. Six percent, thirty-five percent, and that's what, I'm, and, that, and that's no. where, that's why your point is correct. Because yeah. I mean, Dame and CJ combined for sixty-two last game. LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for sixty-seven. So you're minus five there. But then you get twenty from Carmelo Anthony as the Blazers, and the second high or the third highest scorer on the Lakers was Contavious Caldwell Pope at thirteen. But it's just the irrelevance of everybody else. I mean, the the Blazers had eight bench points. That ain't gonna ha- that ain't gonna cut it. But I mean, if you're scoring twenty-eight points on twenty-seven shots. You need to score twenty eight points on seventeen shots and have exactly. ten other shots going well, to 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 seven of those to Damian Lillard and three of them to Carmelo. Or I mean, something the most like telling that. stat is thirteen or fourteen at the free throw line from Damian Lillard. Good zero of zero at the free throw line for CJ McCollum. Right, bad. Right, you're making him shoot jump shots. You're not going to beat the Lakers shooting shooting twenty seven jump shots. You're not going to do it. Um, but that said, I think the number one thing I'm going to be watching in the game tonight is first of all. As we know, LeBron James is the most brilliant player in the history of the NBA in terms of mitigating his own personal energy. He has a better gauge of what his gas tank is than any athlete in the history of America, in my personal opinion. I think that LeBron knows when he needs to hit the nitro and knows when he doesn't, but also he can sense the moment too. I was not surprised that the Lakers looked utterly dominant the last two games. I don't think that means they're going to look utterly dominant right now, though, either. LeBron mm-hmm. knows. He'll, he'll see how it's going in the first quarter, the first you know, even 15 to 20 minutes of this game. And if it's one of those games where it's like, oh, Dame's stroking from the logo. CJ's got it going. Okay, we're gonna, we'll try a little bit, but we're not going to go all out, empty the tank, because we still are a game up in this series. But if then they drop it, then they're going to go all the way out. That's why I'm going to be watching tonight is, are the Lakers in cruise control or are the Lakers ready to throw down the hammer? We'll see. But on the other side, though, it's a real narrative is Portland out of gas because these guys had to fight and scratch to get into the playoffs. They've already played their best basketball. Can they continue that? What's it going to take for them to continue that? I mean, Lillard and McCollum both played 43 minutes each last game. That's a lot, yep. especially considering the run they had to go on to get to this point. So... If it's a game where the Blazers come out guns blazing and they really have the initiative and then the Lakers just kind of back off, I won't be surprised. If it's a game, though, where LeBron's snarling and they just take advantage, I, I think if I think LeBron will be able to gauge if the if the Blazers are out of gas. If they are, hammer time. If they're not and they're still fighting, okay, we might have a little bit of back and forth and we'll wait till that next hammer is is swung on the in the following 
two games, I think. Stu Telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Did you want to say, and I know everybody has, but I give the floor to you to speak about Luka Doncic because what he did last night was, uh, well, as his coach characterized it, 6G. He's seeing the game in 6G. And to to have the game that he had, the line that he had, and also make the shot that he made in order to just be, you know, be the moment. You know, you can have a great game without having a moment like that. And uh, it was probably the most compelling singular instance of of this bubble experience to this point. I'm going to pivot on you. We didn't do our book of the day. <laughs> well, this, I know why. This has yeah, to I do, know why. This is, I waited for this <laughs> you did. moment. Yeah, you did. So our, right. our Coulter Nuana's book of the day is Drive. By, uh, it's a Larry Bird book. Uh, it's ghost written by, I believe, Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe. But um, I mean, it's Larry Bird's quote unquote autobiography. We had a ghostwriter for it. But, anyways, it's just the story of his life growing up in French Lick, being obsessed with basketball. And I got this uh, special edition uh, Panini Prism from our good friend Zootown Sports Cards of Luka Doncic. If you're looking for good investments right now in the sports cards world, Doncic is the hottest dude going who's not named Zion Williamson. And after the last couple of days, he's probably the hottest stock, guy going. Stock his, just went up. His international value is just so profound. But the reason I compare Larry Bird and Luka Doncic is that I don't really, you can't really be the type of alpha dog that Larry Bird was in his prime because that just doesn't really, it's, it's not really socially acceptable anymore. <laughs> I mean, Larry Bird is one of the greatest trash talkers in the history of the league. He straight up knew he was better. Larry Bird, when he was healthy, straight up knew he was better than you no matter who you were. Mm-hmm. And, and he had good reason for doing it. I mean, he ran through Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Some of those guys not quite in their prime yet, but I mean, he had bragging rights over all of them, and, and he was absolutely the best player on, in my opinion, one of the five best teams in NBA history in the 1986 Celtics. But when I watch Luka Doncic, I see a combination of Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Chris Paul, and Larry Bird. And I really think that he's not better than any of those guys yet, but he's better at certain things than all of those guys I'm not ready to deem him as the greatest. He's in his 20 to 21-year-old season tw- right now. Yeah, 21 years old. He just long. turned 21. I'm not ready to quite deem him as the greatest 21-year-old in the history of the NBA, but I do think he has more upside than anybody in the history of the league. I really do. I think that his his basketball IQ and the way he sees the floor, his spatial awareness is quite literally the best I've ever seen in the NBA. He's not that fast. He's not that explosive. He does whatever he wants. He can't really even jump that high, and 6'7 is really big for a guy that plays on the ball, but it's just dime a dozen when you're out on the NBA court, and he's still he's an elite rebounder because of how well he sees it. He gets wherever he wants on the court. When he wants to be, he's maybe the single best facilitator in the entire league. He's a better shooter than Magic Johnson ever was. The, the kid is unbelievable. I mean, that, that was one of the great playoff performances of all time. It's really too bad because if they lose that series, it will fade. Only people that really reference it specifically will remember I mean, game three. Maybe, maybe not, because Michael Jordan's 61 against Boston. 63. 63 against yeah. Boston. I'll, I'll bet you if you pulled the general public, seven out of ten would say the Bulls won that series. Yeah, but also the NBA made a tactful decision to market that specific game. There was Air Jordan movies made about that one breakout performance. Larry Bird had the... The famous quote about not even guard, God could guard Michael Jordan today. Luca's not going to get that sort of, sort of special treatment from the league. Things just, Have you seen Twitter? 
Things, you see what Twitter did for Luca I, yesterday? I know, I know, I know. Things just fade so much faster, though. The greatest individual performance in the history of the NBA Finals was LeBron James two, two years ago in Game 1, and no one remembers it because they lost the game. It was the single greatest <laughs> performance in the history of the NBA Finals <laughs> on an individual basis. Dude had a 50-point triple-double, and they lost the game because his team was trash. Yeah, I'm just saying the memories fade. Of course... Luca is getting more love at this exact moment than anybody, and he deserves it. And he's going to ride that lightning for weeks. But will it be remembered all the way down the road if they lose this series? I don't know. If they win this series, if he has a couple more like that, and they upset this juggernaut Clippers team, who would have ever thought we were saying that? Juggernaut Clippers. But I I just think that Luka Doncic, for for what what has become so trendy – in the NBA in the post-Jordan era, and this has lasted for a good 20 to 25 years, where the league has shifted from a big man big man's league to a uh, guard league, and ball-dominant guards who can isolate, run the high pick and roll, score on you at will, that's become what everybody covets. And there's a, probably the collection of guys that are in the league right now are better a better collection than anybody that's ever been in terms of scoring guards. Whether you're talking about Harden, Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, on down the line. I think Luka Doncic is the new horizon. I think he has a chance to be, to me when I watch him, what he is and the way he plays is what I always want basketball to be about. He He's the the complete opposite of what the Houston Rockets are. This, this, I mean, if you watch the Rockets in this playoff series, yep. they don't even run a guy to the block. They literally go stand five guys outside the three-point line. It's like you're watching a game that's being played at the freaking rec center. I can't even believe that it's possible. Luka's the antithesis of that. He's the opposite of it. He can get wherever he wants. He's all about the art of the beautiful game, and I think that's why he has such a chance to be... I, I think that he has a chance to lead this next generation and change the NBA more than almost any of his peers. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I, I'm with you on a lot of what you said. To tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, I do think you said you said six seven guys are a dime a dozen in the NBA, and that's absolutely true. That said, absolute ball dominant straight point guard point guards. There's not that many. Like he really has a significant size advantage both directions, and it's so beneficial to him when he has a spatial slash basketball movement awareness that we haven't probably seen before. I mean, maybe Larry, maybe Magic. I don't know. When he's got that sort of sense about him, the fact that he's as big as he is creates stuff that literally isn't there for other guys. You know, I mean, like, like absolutely. Brian Westbrook, great as he is, and I realize he's not, you know, he's not the passing guard. Russell Westbrook. Excuse me, Russell Westbrook. He, He can't. There's literally spots that don't exist for him that do exist for Doncic. Exactly. And and but the fact that he can maximize those the way that he does, the fact that he can shoot the ball the way that he does, and I wouldn't classify him as an elite shooter yet, but he is a, a pretty good, though. very good shooter who's 21 years old. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's no lid on the potential. For Doncic, that is sure. I wonder what the Atlanta Hawks are thinking. <laughs> and the Sacramento Kings, too. He averaged 29 points, 9.4 rebounds, and 8.8 assists this year. Phenomenal stats, to be sure. But Damian Lillard has a snarl and a chip on his shoulder, unlike any other superstar in the NBA right now, right? Yeah. yeah. So much of that is because of his background, right? 
He wasn't this five-star recruit. He wasn't this second coming. He wasn't on the cover of Slam Magazine when he was 16 years old. He wasn't getting invited to the McDonald's All-American game. He didn't have 50 colleges to choose from. He had mid-major schools to choose from. And then he went to Weber State, and he worked his absolute butt off to become what he became. But it's I think it gives him a distinctly different mental makeup than almost any other guy. James Harden has been making people go, wow, since he was playing in the Drew League when he's 14 years old. That's not Dame. I think it gives you a distinctly different mental makeup because I do think that some of the superstars in the league, when you're anointed, it takes a certain level of poise to be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. But it also alters who you are personality-wise. And you either go all in on the game, like Harden did, like LeBron's done, like Westbrook has done, or you don't, and sometimes you get eaten up. Like Right right now, Blake Griffin's career ended tomorrow. We would say, man, what that that guy could have been, even though he's a multiple-time All-Star, a multiple-time All-NBA player, because he, he let the star get away from him. He let the entitlement make him become slightly complacent, where he's just now no longer in the true elite. That's where I think Doncic is completely separate from every other American superstar. It, the European thing, I think, is it gives him such a huge advantage. Because at the same time, he has the full self-confidence that he can play at this level. He always has. He knew day one, the day he stepped foot in the NBA, I can compete at this level. I was the EuroLeague MVP. But at the same time, he wasn't part of the meat market that is college basketball. He wasn't part of this hype machine that exists in America. So he has this maturity and humility. And we've seen this with a lot of European guys. We even Mm -hmm. see it in the Big Sky Conference. It's very similar to, like, I mean, obviously on a scale level, but what Harold Frey had when he was at Montana State. He had been playing with grown men his whole life. So he has this aura of confidence that's not cocky. Mm -hmm. He just knew he could get it done. Luca has that too. And I think that's the thing that sets him apart from almost everybody. He's not going to have to battle with, and and never say never. He'll get to a point where he's such an international superstar. The distractions from off the court will be part of the equation, but he's not going to have to deal with the, the, like the hype that LeBron, the spot the, the, when LeBron James was 21 years old, he had comparable stats to Luka Doncic, but LeBron James was trying to prove to everybody that he could live up to their expectations as opposed to Luka Doncic is just blowing everybody's minds because no one thought he could ever even be this good. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. On the other side, we'll wrap a little more NBA. Kobe's birthday was yesterday. Touch on that briefly as well. I'll give you an update halftime between the uh, Pacers and Heat. Boys and girls, Chris Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. And it is August, and there is still time and places to go off-road on water anytime you would like to. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, you like cruising around, making jumps, getting around quickly, navigating tight quarters, get on a dirt bike from Kurtz Polaris. You can also take the family around in a giant general side-by-side. You can load up. I don't know, I think 150 people in a general, I think, is the seating capacity standardly. Spectacular. Also, the Razor performance machine or a Ranger. You got work to do. You get some logging you need to get done on the property. Packing things in, packing things out. Even think ahead to hunting season, the side-by-side lineup at Polaris second to absolutely no one. You can also get yourself a crest pontoon boat. The season is still out there for you. Timing might be right. Go take a look at their stock, their inventory. It's as good as it gets. Crest pontoon boats, top of the line. Summer, the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. 
At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Clemson, number one in the AP Top 25 poll. You got any idea who number two is? It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. Outstanding to be with you. Hope you are well. Thanks for hanging out with me and this guy over here. He seems to be doing pretty great. He's got his... Oh, that's a different white polo than the one you had on before. Yeah, I wore my one this morning for 11 minutes before I spilled on it. I thought only processed apple juice would stain, but in fact, the juice from a whole apple squirting also makes a apple juice colored stain. Why such an aggressive bite, man? You know, you know, I got to use portions of my teeth so I don't uh, don't rattle. Don't rattle the fake one. Gotcha. The implant. It's quite a proceeds <laughs> to keep it in there. If you missed anything in the show, uh, you do not want to lose that, by the way. Uh, you can listen on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. You can listen all the time uh, and uh, listen to uh, any show that you would like to going all the way back. Podcast available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. And it is there thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. Coulter. I got more NBA questions for you. Okay, just let me say this. Okay. Clemson's number one in the AP Top 25. Yeah. You know who's number two? Ohio State. What a thing. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't be included, like the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the polls, but I'm just like, really? I mean, Yeah, you got to keep leading the news until it all gets canceled. Well, yeah, give that to the AP. All right, what do you got? Ask me your question. Uh, well, first of all, this is a rhetorical question. You remember when you <laughs> thought the Pelicans were going to be better than the Thunder? That was hilarious. Uh, they are better than the Thunder. They're not even close to as good as the Thunder. You're crazy. No. The I'm fact not. that people don't think the Thunder are actually a legitimately good team is crazy to me. The Thunder have are, are a good, well constructed team. I, I, I I'm not arguing that. They're top seven team in the league. That is false. No. What false. how? In very many ways. That is Who's better, the seven. Celtics or the Thunder? Because I'd say it's a draw. The I'll Celtics say- Celtics are marginally better. Okay. So but, they're better. So the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets are all definitively better. And the, the Celtics are the seventh best team in the. Or and the, the Thunder Blazers are the best. and the Jazz mm, and the Pelicans. No, not the Pelicans. How? What do you mean? Zion's been out, and they used him like a porcelain baby. I would toy. so much rather Zion is is great, but I would so much rather have what the Thunder have than what the Pelicans have across the board. Okay. The Thunder are distinctly better. What's your question? Well, that was one of them. It was uh, rhetorical, though. Thanks for getting it was It wasn't a question. Way. It was to define your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brett Brown fired with the Sixers, as yeah. you mentioned. We, we can hash this out further tomorrow as far as what we think the Sixers should do because they're just, just a train wreck. they got to figure out how to do something else. They, they I mean, there's you can't pay all these guys all this money and be like that and just get straight stomped in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Does Joel Embiid ever play for the 76ers again? Just yes or no? Yes. I say yes as well. I, th- I think that's the piece that they should build around. I don't know if they will. Okay. Donovan Mitchell dropped 51 yesterday. Jamal yes. Murray dropped 50. Yes. Donovan Mitchell, I believe, is the first player maybe ever or or even or maybe since Michael Jordan, one of the two, to drop 50 points twice in the same first-round playoff series. That in itself is amazing. Impressive. All things considered, who would you rather have, Donovan Mitchell or Jamal Murray? Donovan Mitchell. I agree. Yeah. Jamal Murray is a absolutely I, I rising star. Jamal Murray was was a, was a complete eye opener to me. I haven't I've I've watched uh, some of the Nuggets, not a ton, and I always thought that Jamal Murray was sort of the the you know the Robin to um, to Jokic Superman. In a lot of ways, that's true. They're very different, but they're very complementary players to one another. But Jamal Murray is is so very good in his own right. But Donovan Mitchell's at another level right now. Here's here's the number one factor that's going to determine this is right now Jamal Murray is playing the role that will accentuate his NBA career the most. If he continues to play this exact same role, he'll be an all-star. He'll be an all-NBA player. They still haven't quite found the specific role that's best for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. If he finds that... I think he's like a Dwayne Wade level talent. It's just a matter of really getting that locked in and being able to play like Dwayne Wade was because he had so many great pieces around him for so long. Boys and girls, fun Monday. Thanks for being here. We send you out to the bubble for the second half of the Heat Pacers game. The Pacers trying to stay alive down three games to none. It's 48-42 at halftime in favor of the Heat, so they're up six, a low-scoring game thus far. Enjoy the second half. Doug Coulter and I back with you tomorrow. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.